0: Praise the Lord. What a good God, amen? What a good God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, did you come to receive today? All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're going to leave this place different today. All right. Here's what we're going to do today. We're going to go back to John 10, 10. John 10, 10. And Jesus talking in John 10, talking about Him being, you know, about the true shepherd and uh, the good shepherd and how a thief tries to get in and mess with the flock. And uh, there's a lot being said through this whole text, but we kind of summed up a lot of it just by using verse 10. says, The thief does not come except to steal, and to kill and to destroy. That's what he does. That's what the thief does. And we've spent quite a bit of time, uh, we, the last probably, I think it was six weeks, talking about resisting our enemy. If we're going to walk in abundant life, we got to resist our enemy. So it says the thief comes, uh, not but to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come, he said, that you may have life, everybody say life, life. and that they may have it more abundantly, right? Look at, look at your neighbor and say abundant life. Amen. Now the word life I means it's Zoe, is the Greek word, Zoe life, which means absolute life or pure life. And it means the absence of darkness, curse, or death. So when you're talking about the life we're talking about, uh, Jesus called the abundant life. Paul called it the life of God. Amen. Uh, many times referred to everlasting, uh, you know, eternal life, which is, just means uh, perpetual, okay? And uh, in fact, let's look at, uh, let's see, give me a, is it the message translation, brother? The message, change, the second part of that verse is, I came so that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. That's what he said. Amen. Eternal, real and eternal life. This, how many know this life of God is a real thing? Now, listen to me, that's a, that's a fact, it's real. And you can have it, as we talk about Lamb Banal. You can grab hold of it. What's yours? Amen. Now you got an enemy that's trying to take it. You got an enemy that's trying to disrupt it somehow, get in there and mess with you, and uh, so that uh, so that you don't end up uh, possessing that life that you're called to. Amen. Uh, it says an eternal life. Okay. Uh, uh, again, you know, many times uh, when you hear the words eternal life or everlasting life. Uh, most people's minds run to someday when they get to heaven. And don't get me wrong. When you get to heaven, it's absolute life. There ain't going to be any enemy there. There's not going to be any curse there. not going to be any darkness there. I mean, he don't even need a sun. It's going to be so bright just because he's there. Are you with me? Um, but he said that you could have days like heaven on earth, that, that his will be done right here on earth as it is in heaven. He wants that, that life. Manifesting on your behalf. And the word eternal, all right, just means perpetual, ongoing. And according to Jesus in John 17, just a few chapters later, he said this. He said, this is eternal life. He defines it. It's knowing the, only, the one true God and the one in whom he sent. That's eternal life. So when you met Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you tapped a thing called eternal life. Amen. Now, most people don't really experience that to uh, to the degree they should because somehow we've had our minds uh, convinced. That's a key word. Uh, we've been somehow, we've had enough uh, over the years, we've just told that someday when you get to heaven, you can have all this. And Jesus says it starts when you meet him. So what happens then is the enemy has come in somewhere along the line, and got people convinced that they can't have this thing called Zoe life right. until someday in the sweet by and by. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Right. And so we can have this kind of life right now. We just have to learn to resist our enemy. There's two things that the Father will not do for you. Two things. He will not receive for you, and He will not resist for you. It's your job to receive, and it's your job to resist. He's given you authority and given you dominion. Of course, we spent quite a bit of time on that. Amen. But you have to stand your ground, amen, and resist your enemy. Don't give him place in your life. Amen. And the other thing is you've got to be a receiver. As that thing, at lamb banner. you've got to reach out, grab it, and take it as yours. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. You know, if I came and offered you uh, the keys of a brand new car and I, I'm just going to send it right here, whoever wants it, can have it, uh, you, know, uh, you know, it'd be amazing. I bet most people would just sit in their chair. Now, I've said these kind of things before. Some of you will get it right off the bat. You'd be up there with the keys and have it. No pr- <laughs> but the point is, most of the time, most people just say, did he really mean that? Does he really mean that? Is he really going to give me that? I mean, if I went up there, I mean, do you think he's really? Do you? And this is what most Christians sit like. This is what they do. Does God really mean that? Oh, surely not. It it can't be that. There's no way. Really? No. No, it's not that easy. No. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that easy. Amen. But we get convinced that it's not for us today. Still with me? All right. So we've been talking about resisting our enemy today. I tell you what, brother, give me the, uh, (coughs) excuse me, the Amplified. Put the Amplified up. (coughs) Verse 10, the Amplified. The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Can anybody handle a little bit more of that abundant life? Come on now. All right, till it overflows. So what we're going to do today, we're going to still talk about this life that we're called to. Um, We're going to go to Romans 8. Praise God. Have I ever told you? How much I love Romans 8. I probably never told anybody that, but man, Romans 8 is like my favorite chapter in the Bible. Man, it is my favorite chapter in the Bible. Praise the Lord. So Romans 8, please. Praise God. Remember, we're talking about you know grabbing hold of this life that we're called to, amen, this Zoe life, praise God. But there's some keys, amen. Of course, one, is, of course, is resisting our enemy, which we, like I said, we've spent several weeks on that. But today I want to talk about uh, where you set your mind you got to get your mind set on the right thing amen and so let's look at uh, verse uh uh let's say we'll come down to like verse five and we're going to start there it says for those who live or you know it talks about conducting life you know living life those who live according to the flesh Set their minds on the things of the flesh. In other words, where you've set your mind determines where you're going here. In fact, earlier in the book, in chapter 7, actually, it brings out, he calls it the law of the mind. It's the law, the principle of the mind. Basically, attention determines direction. Where you give your attention determines direction. How many know that to be true, even naturally speaking? You know, uh, I'm a gawker. Um, I gawk when I'm driving down the road. Somebody said, what's a gawker? Well, if you grew up in the Midwest, you'd understand that. Amen. But uh, I'm a gawker. I like to drive down the road and look at things, check things out as I'm driving by. That's pretty cool, looking over here, looking over here. Because Trudy's there, and she drives anyway while I'm behind the wheel. And so I just let her, uh, you know. (laughs) I know. I know. You get that, Rick? All right, all right. So, you know, she's, she's taking care of it, so I just, I just look around and gawk, you know. She just tells me if I need to go right or left or whatever, a little more fuel, a little less. Usually it's slow down, but, uh, but anyway, uh, I gawk. And so a lot of times, you know, I see something, oh, that's pretty cool. And, and it, it never, you know, ceases to amaze me how when you look over this way, how it ain't long and you're, you're pulling your wheel that way. Yes. Or if you're looking over here, you're pulling your wheel this way. It's a principle yeah. where you gawk. Is where you go. Huh? So uh, the principle of the mind is, uh, you know, where uh, so goes the attention, so goes the direction. So, in other words, wherever you give your attention to determines direction in your life. All right. And he talks about in this verse about, well, you know, if you set your mind, uh, you know, on things of the flesh, guess what? Your mind. Yes. where you go. You head down that road. If you set your mind, uh, you know, towards spirit direction, then guess what? You go down that road. Are you still with me? In fact, the word flesh. Let me just uh, give a definition of something here. When it talks about according to the flesh, okay, of this verse, uh, it it refers to uh, human nature. okay. And it's not just talking about moral depravity or corruptness or Im- immorality or immorality. So in other words, sometimes we see that word flesh and we instantly think immoral. Uh, we instantly think, you know, something corrupt, uh, depravity, and, and it includes that, but it isn't just that. Are you still with me? Because what it involves, uh, praise God, is the tendencies of us to lean on human nature or our own strengths. Come on, somebody, our own power, our own natural abilities. So, you know, when you are looking in the wrong place, then what happens is you have a tendency to make decisions that go down that road. And you're leaning on your own strength, your own insight, your own uh, assumptions, understanding, wisdom, however you want to word it, amen, which is some things we're going to talk about here. But you have a tendency then just to, you know, kind of lean on what you know. Look at your neighbor and say, that can get you in trouble. Yeah. 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 That trouble. Yeah. trouble, Bubba. Amen. Sometimes, you know, when you just think, you know, just let your mind run down a road and you think that's what you're going to base your decisions off, we're probably going to make some, uh, some off decisions. Has anybody in the house ever made a wrong decision? Yes. All seven of you. Yes. Let's try that one more time. Anybody in the house ever made a wrong decision? Amen. Did you notice that before you made the wrong decision, your mind was locked on something that, in in a sense, enabled you or encouraged you to make that decision? Not real deep, but we have to understand it's the law of the mind. Amen. If you got yourself all worked up, you're all mad about something, it's probably inevitable you're going to do something based on anger. You've got it depressed. It's inevitable you're going to make a decision based on your depression. If you, if you got upset or worked up or offended at somebody, you're probably going to make a decision that goes down that same road. Are you still with me? All because we locked our attention onto that, and now we're going down that road. But what happens when you go down the wrong road? Well, you end up in the wrong place. That wasn't real deep. Years ago, uh, I had a brother-in-law that um, him and his wife and family, they went uh, to ski they went skiing in uh, Colorado, and, and uh, so they, they went to Colorado, and they're the kind that they got two stories mixed up. They went to Des
1: Moines. Yes.
0: You just messed with my story here. I know, but I want you to tell the truth, because they'll listen. If you don't tell the truth, they'll listen, and they'll say, he's just preaching what he wants to preach. I was going down the wrong road. road. (laughs) Do you want to tell the story? All right. So they were going to Des Moines. No, they were coming home. Home from from Des Moines, Moines, (laughs) which is in Iowa. Right. And they're heading to Nebraska. Correct. If I got that right so yes, far, yes. all right. then all of a sudden, Everybody asleep. everybody's asleep in the rig, and all of a sudden wife wakes up yes. and says, why does the sign say Kansas? No, Missouri. <laughs> Missouri, which is not Nebraska. This is my family. This is your family. Yes, it is your family. So has anybody got anything out of that? You're helping me drive. (laughs) Well, I don't want to get lost either, because I don't want to end up in Missouri either. All right, so the point is, amen, hallelujah, I think there was a point to this. Anyway, hallelujah. It isn't long when you're going down. See, you don't even realize if you're not, if you're heading down a road, amen, you're going to end up going somewhere on the end of that road. Now, if you get on the wrong road, which is what happened in that story, got on the wrong road. Actually, he missed a turn is what happened and just kept going straight because he was, you know, not paying attention or whatever. And next thing you know, he's going down the wrong road now. Anybody with me? And he. Like I said, this is your family. (laughs) So they wanted to know why there was a Missouri sign in the middle of Nebraska, because they weren't in Nebraska. They're in Missouri. All right. Praise the Lord. All good people, by the way. They're probably not going to listen to me ever again now. Anyway, praise the Lord. So the point is, you have, you know, a road to get on, and there's a road you need to avoid. Are you still with me? Have we got at least that much there, all right? All right. Now, go to verse 6. It says this, for to be carnally minded, in other words, to have your mind locked on natural things, carnal things, things that are not of the Spirit. If you have a mind that's locked onto that, it leads somewhere. Where does it lead to? Death. This word death means ruin, destruction. It's not pretty. There is nothing about that word that's good. Are you still with me? All right, so we don't want to be guilty of going down the wrong road because we've got our attention on the wrong things. Come on now, but to be spiritually minded, amen. To have your mind set on things above, it says in Colossians chapter 3. Amen. Set your mind on things above. Amen. Not on things of this earth, praise God. Now, God knows you got things going on on planet earth. He's well aware of what's happening in your life, what's going on around your life. But he's trying to get you to set your attention on higher things. Why? Because if you keep your attention on higher things, you're more apt to make higher Quality decisions.
1: You're more apt to make higher quality
0: reasonings. God designed you to reason, but He never designed your reasoner, if I can say it that way, to be led by natural things. But the more our attention is on natural things, the more apt your reasoner is going to reason and process it in a way that's conducive for natural lower living. So you have to learn to set your attention on higher things so that you're more apt to make those higher quality choices and decisions. Are you still with me? And he'll... Yeah, there's all kinds of great things that comes out of it. and We'll talk more about that as we get into this. Uh, but verse now, verse 7, or no, verse eight, 6 again. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is what? It leads somewhere. Where does it lead? Life and peace. Life and peace. Amen. I like that. Amen. That's the road I want to be on. The word life is the word zoe, absolute life. So, if you would just keep your mind stayed on right things, you're more apt to end up at the end of that road in a place called Zoe life. Absolute life. How many want more absolute life in their life? Amen. Amen. How many want more of that? Amen. Uh, absence of darkness, absence of the curse, absence of death. Amen. But rather, Zoe. Pure, absolute life, the life of God. Amen. Well, one of those things that has to happen is we got to get our minds going in the right direction. Amen. It says life and peace. Hallelujah. Now, that doesn't mean at the end of the road there's a Volkswagen bug with a flower painted on it. Nothing wrong if you like Volkswagens. But we're not talking about being a flower child to go around saying peace to everybody. Anybody with me? We're talking about peace. Now, what in the sense of what, how he uh, has defined this word, all right? The Greek word uh, in uh, this word is, it looks like the word, uh, the name Irene, but it's Irene. is how it's pronounced. It means absolute uh, um, wholeness and completeness. Okay, let me give you the definition of it. The word peace is defined as to set at one again. It means the rule of order in the place of chaos. In other words, it restores. Set at one means this, that when you tap the peace of God, it brings everything back to divine order. So absolute life is pure life, and the peace is dealing with bringing everything back to divine order. So if you will just set your mind on things above, Set your mind on spirit things. You're more apt to tap the life you're called to and to bring things back into order like they should be. One of the definitions is nothing missing, nothing broken. Everything flowing and working like it's supposed to. In the old covenant, I believe, brother, I got like uh, Isaiah 26 in verse 3. It says that those that keep their mind stayed on him. Those that uh, lock their attention onto Him says that He will bring into perfect peace. He will keep Him, it literally says, He'll keep you, preserve you in perfect peace. Perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed or set on you because why? Because you trust in Him. Anybody trust in the Lord? Amen. Then you might as well keep your mind stayed on Him. Praise God, right? He'll bring you into a place of perfect peace. Now, Old Covenant, the word here is the word shalom for the word peace. And actually, Uh, This verse here uh, repeats it, shalom, shalom. You will keep him in shalom, shalom, whose mind is stayed on you. And again, the word is defined the same way, hallelujah, everything from restoration to restitution, everything that makes for man's highest good, the rule of order in the place of chaos, to be set at one, complete, whole, nothing missing, nothing broken. That's a lot of definition, but basically it just says this, If you will set your mind on me, I will not only bring you into the life you're called to, but I will make sure everything turns around and gets in order like it's supposed to. But you got to keep your mind stayed on him because the challenge, or I should say the warfare here is what goes on up here, what we will give our attention to. We say we're going to trust God, but then we're back down here trying to fix everything. Somebody said, well, no matter how hard I try, it just gets worse and worse and worse. Hello? Somebody said, I got myself into this mess and I'll get myself out. Well, that's kind of an ignorant statement. Because you got you into that mess. And if you want out of that mess, then don't lean on you. But you got to lean on him. So that's where it comes down to is we got to stay our mind stayed on him, locked on to him. The word to set the mind, like Colossians 3 brings out, set your mind on things above. Uh, It's a a word that means uh, to, to aim the mind, to entertain the mind, to exercise the mind. In other words, to get your attention and to lock your attention in a direction. That's your job to do. Somebody says, well, every time I say I'm going to think on God, something else happens. I know it because it's trying to get you to take your attention from here to here. And that's all the enemy's trying to do because he knows if he can get you down here, then this is where you live. Then you, you hop on that road and that road, even though you're going along that road, you think you're cruising along okay. The problem is it's heading somewhere. You're just cruising along, woo, rocking out, man, woo. thinking life's okay when all along you're heading somewhere, and it ain't somewhere you want to go. So you got it. Yeah, you're in Missouri, <laughs> not Kansas, Missouri. All right. Anyway, the, anyway, so you end up where you don't want to go. So you got to get off that road. Well, how do I get off the road? Well, put your attention on things above. It's amazing how fast you can have a lane change. I mean, you can have a quick lane change just by set your attention on things above. And now what have you done? You got yourself now. Amen. You took, a, you took an off ramp or whatever, off, you know, and you'll shoot off onto another road. And at the end of that road is a thing called life, a thing called peace. Praise God. Amen. The same word peace is when Jesus spoke to the storm. Peace. Be still. And everything. What happened? Brought back to one. It brought divine order in the place of chaos. There was chaos. And he spoke to the chaos, and he said, be still. Peace, be still. Well, you know, that was Jesus. And the same one that did that is the same one that told you, set your attention on this, and you end up in life and peace. Come on. You're going to have that storm. If you just get your attention set on Him. Are you still with me? Are you doing okay? All right. So let's look at something. Let's go back to uh, Romans 8 again. (coughs) Verse 5 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Verse 7, because the carnal mind, in other words, a mind that's locked on natural things all the time, is enmity against God. It wars against God. Literally means it wars against. It's like as if somebody's a sinner not boxing, fighting with. Somebody said, Well, I wouldn't do that to God. Well, in the natural, you wouldn't want to, but I mean, we're all smart enough in the head to know nobody should really fight with God. That'd be stupid. But the problem is, it ain't about you, you know, consciously understanding that I'm, I'm fighting against God. It's just the fact that you locked your attention in the wrong thing. And just by locking your attention on natural things, instead of setting your mind on higher things, amen, you're as if fighting with God the whole way. God's trying to lead you. He can't lead you. God's trying to help you. He can't help you. God's trying to direct you. He can't direct you. God's trying to give you the steps. You won't listen to it. Come on, somebody. God's trying to show you how to turn that thing around, and you won't give heed to it because you're too busy going down the wrong road. Still with me? Because just because we have our mind set on the wrong thing. All right. To be carnally minded is, oh, pardon me, uh, verse seventy. because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject, literally means re- reflects to obey. In other words, it, it can't yield to the law of God or the principles or, or rule or order of God. In other words, God's trying to do something and he, you can't, won't even yield to it. You're, you, you, can't even, you can't even begin to obey it because you're, 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 not, even, you're not even on the same road. Somebody says, I just don't know where God is. God hadn't moved. God hadn't moved. The only, the only one that's moving here, the only one that's going in the wrong direction is you. And so then we go the wrong direction, get on the wrong road, and we're not, we're not, we're not getting you know, our marching orders, so to speak, on what to do, what not to do, what to say, what not to say, how to do it, how not to do it. And you're too busy because you're going down the wrong road. And you're heading somewhere you don't want to go. There ain't nobody, nobody, nobody. Everybody say nobody. nobody. Nobody who wants what's on the end of that road. Nobody does. Nobody does. But a lot of people have experienced it because they got on that road, stayed on that road, didn't know enough just to get your attention on the right thing, Next thing you know, they're mad at God, mad at the church, mad at the preacher, mad at everybody. I know it's nobody in here. It's all them other people. We've all probably experienced that a time or two. So what do you got to do? Get on the right road. Well, how do I do that? Get your attention on higher things. Set your mind on the things of God. Set your mind on the word of God. Set your mind on the principles of God. Set your mind just on the fact that God's your healer, your deliverer, your provider. He's the master of breakthroughs. He's your righteousness, your sanctification, your redemption. He's your strength. He's your courage. hes I mean, he's your all in all. We can go on and on of who he is. And if you will just start locking your attention on who he is, what he can do, what he will do, his word, his promises, his principles. Guess what? It isn't long and all of a sudden you're on the right road. And now we're going down a road that ends differently. Life and peace. Still with me? Everything that you're, you're praying for, believing for, that's where you end up, praise God. Still with me. All right, so, verse 7. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, it says, nor indeed can be. In other words, there's no way it will be. When your attention's on the other stuff, God can't even do nothing with you. Somebody says, oh, wait a minute. God can interrupt me anytime. God will not interrupt you. Haven't you learned that by now? God ain't going to just flip your life and say, no, your life's going to do this now. No, the only time he does that is when you open up and give him an invite. Now, when you give him an invite to do that, you bet, he'll step in there and help you all along the way. Are you still with me? But when we're going along and on the wrong road... Chances are you're not even thinking about what he can do. You might be thinking about why God won't.
1: Are you hearing me? You might be thinking about how come God
0: isn't, why won't God? But how I mean, no, that's not higher. That's not a higher thought because it's, it's false. So we got our mind on the wrong thing. And in the meantime, we just keep going down that road and experiencing what we don't want to experience. Now, let's see here. I, kinda, I know, Matt, I, my, my notes went everywhere, didn't it? All right. Here we go. Let's look at this. Higher thinking, higher living. Amen. If you think blessed, guess what? You'll start living blessed. Are you still with me? Joshua 1 brings this out. It says this. It says that, uh, you know, he's he talking to Joshua. Uh, about what he's going to have to do because here we are. You're going to take this generation into the promised land. And he says, you know, the, uh, we had a little problem. Uh, Moses uh, got his attention on something wrong and then as a result made a decision that we shouldn't have made and he didn't even get to go into the promised land. So Joshua now is taking that next generation into the promised land. All right. Now, the point is, he says this. Listen, if this is going to work, Joshua, there's something that's going to have to happen here. You're going to have to meditate, set your mind on what I say. And then you're going to have to say what I say. Now, just for whatever it's worth, if you're not going to meditate on what he says, you're probably not going to say what he says. Now, he said, when you do that, you are now going to make your way prosperous and you're going to have good success. Now, you're going to make your road different. You're going to make your roadway different. You're going to end up in a, a, a prosperous, more successful uh, ending here than what Moses even had. Still with me? So you have to decide what road you want to get on. Well, Pastor, that's, you know, that's easier said than done. Well, I, I don't uh, deny that you got a lot on your plate, a lot going on. I don't deny that... Uh, uh, you got stuff that you have to deal with. Um, the Lord don't even deny that. But He just says, listen, if you will at least put your attention on me, I'll help you walk all that out. And then it will. you'll make your way prosperous, and you'll have good success, which means to get the desired result. So whatever it is you want a result, you'll get the desired result, but you're going to have to do what He said to do, and that is get your attention on higher things, Amen. And then begin to say those things. Remember, we live according to where we set our mind. Now, the word live there is zeol, which means uh, it refers to a way you conduct or live the life. Okay, so uh, it comes down to this. Okay, what you say, your behaviors, all of that follows where you put your attention. You know, a lot of times, uh, you know, especially, you know, being in. The church and things get taught and things get, uh, you know, get, uh, you know, you minister the word and, and, you know, not everybody chooses life. I don't know if you notice that. Not everybody does. Even church, you know, blue ribbon sheep sometimes make wrong decisions. It happens. Uh, But, uh, uh, but, you know, we can, uh, you know, we still have all got to choose life and make proper choices. And um, if uh, we get our attention on the wrong thing, it's inevitable that we start basing our reasoning. We start basing our assumptions. We start basing our thinking, you know, all on what we set our mind on. Still with? And then it follows so that the actions, the results all come as a result of where we set our mind. Still with me? Okay, let's let this build here. All right. Uh Go uh, to Colossians. Uh, we'll go to chapter three. We since we didn't we we quoted it, but we didn't we didn't necessarily read it. Colossians three, verse one and two says, "If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above." we say seek, and that just means movement. Uh, it means a, a, a movement and activation of, of one's spirit. In other words, you're making movement towards something. So if you're, if you're seeking those things which are above, you're making movement toward it, okay? Now, has anybody in here been raised up with Christ? All right, so that means you're, you're His, right? So then we're to seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting right now at the right hand of God. It says, then, set your mind. Let me say, set your mind. <laughs> set your mind on things above and not on things of the earth, all right? Set Your mind. Now, let's back up here. Chapter 2. Let's look at verse 1. No, verse 8. I'm sorry. Verse 8. There we go. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men. Come on. According to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. Because it's it's out there. Everything's going on out there. Now, we read that and we automatically start thinking that... um, you know, it's, it's talking about, you know, everything outside the church. Now, there's a lot of that mess that gets in the church. A lot of the mess gets in the church. Um, like, for instance, um, you know, when, when people uh, make mistakes, whew, it's real easy to level them because they're living carnal. Well, they shouldn't live carnal. No, they shouldn't. We should encourage them to get their mind set on the right thing. And not everybody's still going to choose the right thing. And it's really easy that, you know, we, uh, you know, we, we get to ministering, uh, you know, uh, where's that verse here? I'm going to see. Let's see. Where was I at here on that? Uh, oh, well, let's leave that, I guess. Go, go to chapter 1. Go to chapter 1 of Colossians. That's what we'll do. We'll do it this way. See if we can kind of come down this road. Verse 9, it says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why? Well, if you get your attention on the right thing, what happens? It says you you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge. It just goes on, just built. Now, the point is, it still comes down to this. Where are you going to set your attention? I'm going to go back to the preaching thing here in a minute, but um, where are you going to set your attention? Okay, so if we're going to set our attention on higher things, all of a sudden you're setting yourself up to walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, fruitful in every good work. Why? Because you're drawing on a different different information. See, verse 9, let's put that verse 9 again, brother, of that. It says there's different information that's there available. The knowledge of His will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Still with me? So there's a different... Now, the word is real clear. James, uh, uh, James 3 brings out that there's another kind of wisdom. It says a wisdom that does not come from above, but it's, it's earthly. And it says sensual. In other words, led by the senses, and it's even to the point it says it can be demonic. But it still calls it wisdom. Now, the point I'm trying to make is there's information coming at you from every direction. But if we will set our minds on things down here, then the wisdom that you're drawing from, the insight you're drawing from, the reasoning you're drawing from is based right here. And it's filled with limitations. It'll keep you locked in right here. But if you will set your mind on things above, there's a different kind of information that comes to you. And then you process your reasonings, and all that will be processed based on a different set of information. If I can say it that way. It's kind of poor English, but you get the point. So there's a different, different bit of information that comes to you. Now you're processing your reasonings based on higher information, which means now you're more apt to make higher quality choices. Listen, how many times, you know, we just instantly go, we can't afford it. Or that'll never happen. Well, it's never happened so far. It ain't never going to happen again. Well, what, what were you basing your information on? Well, you know, come on, pastor. Don't be, you know, just look. Look at what? Well, look. See, what happens is we're basing our, our reasoning based on we've set our attention right here. And again, we are not denying what's going on here. But if we will learn just to set our attention on higher things, I mean, you know, when you start meditating on the fact that nothing's impossible with him, all things are possible to those who believe. Nothing's too hard for him. Come on, somebody. He heals. He delivers. I mean, you just start setting your attention on that. And all of a sudden now, when that little ache or that little thing happens or that thing goes on, you're not as apt to just, you know, run for the hills. You're more apt to say, no problem with God. Now, think about how many decisions that we've made over the years. Do you know that the majority of the things that we need miracles for, and if you need a miracle, go after it, but the majority of the things that we need miracles for are based on wrong decisions we made earlier? The majority of it. Now, I'm talking about things that pertain to you. Come on. Now, the point I'm trying to make is, if we maybe would have been on the right road when we were processing and thinking and reasoning, come on, we were more apt to make a higher quality choice. What if the Spirit of God says, don't do it? Don't go there. You know, I, it just looks right. This is why I need to invest. I need to do this or I need to do that. The Spirit of God says, don't do it.
1: Well, you know, it's always worked before. Well, what are you basing that on?
0: Well, you know, just, just look at my, my track record or just look at my history. Well, that could be dangerous, right? I mean, listen, some things are not always bad in the past. Is anybody hearing me? Sometimes, you know, we talk about the past or our history. We all think, oh, that's right. All those people that always have issues, you know, people with addictions and problems. No, it could be your past was pretty good. It could have been you grew up okay. Maybe you didn't have some of them problems, but you're still basing your decision-making based on your past. Well, what if, come on, what if God had a higher thing or a better thing? Come on, somebody. But all because we'd set our attention based on, are, is anybody hearing me? So it's just, see, we, we just lock on to natural things and assume things, and then we make decisions, and we end up in some, you know, at the end of some row, we, we, we don't want to be there. Hallelujah. What was that word he said in chapter 2? He said, philosophies. Does that mean you can't go to a philosophy class? I don't know. A lot of people taking philosophy classes. And I will say, though, there are some that come out pretty squirrely. I'll just leave it at that. Could be some good in it, I'm sure. Okay, empty deceit. It's out there. Traditions of men. Now, are all traditions bad? Not all traditions are bad. Some traditions are actually pretty good. I mean, they, they can even be scriptural traditions, but, but yet we're not, we're not basing our attention just based on natural, come on, traditions. What if God wants to take you do something unique and do something creative? Come on, Right? Right? Uh, Basic principles of the world. Now, there ain't really none of that that really sounds good to me because it says the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. So I would say there probably ain't none of that that's any good. Just a thought I'm having. But there's a lot of basic principles of the world that we base our reasoning on.
1: And then we make decisions
0: based on that. I looked up reasoning. Okay, and, um, you know, it isn't necessarily all bad, but it's talking about human reasoning. But, you know, logical, rational, common sense. Now, there's some people I I wish had a little more common sense. (laughs) But but at the same time, when you stop and you actually think about it, okay, it's just based on what's common. And you think, okay, there's... You know, you can get so locked on to just how we perceive natural things. And then we miss out on something that God wants to do. Amen. I mean, think about this. Okay, the boys are all in the boat, and they're getting bounced all over the place because of the storm. And, uh, you know, they're they're fishermen. Most of them, not all of them, but, but a big part of them are fishermen, and they understand about storms out on the sea, and 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 they pretty much... You know, are aware that when these kind of storms hit, it's better to be on land than out in a boat. Just saying, because natural reasoning would say, why are we out here? Why did he say, let us go to the other side? So, reasoning based on what they're looking at and seeing, because remember... Natural, remember, earthly wisdom says it's not from above, but it's sensual and even taps into demonic. So it's sensual. It's based on the senses. All that's going on is these boys are in the boat and their senses are going nuts right now. So they they wake Jesus up because this time he's in the boat. They wake him up from his sleep right, and says, don't you care that we're all perishing? I mean, first off, that's a dumb statement. But secondly, he was taking a nap. Leave the master alone. I'm just saying. There's some people you don't want to wake up. Just saying. Well, he wakes up. You know, he, I don't know if he points, but he he basically says, peace, be still. And all of a sudden, now, how many know what just happened there? Is Isn't normal? Is not common? See, everybody there, they had their attention down here and nothing was changing. He gets woke up from a nap. He's instantly got his mind over here. Come on, somebody. Locked on higher things and realizes, let's, let's turn this thing around. Let's bring this thing back into order. So he rebukes it, it to be still, and it all of a sudden it shifts and changes. And, of course, all the boys are a little bit taken back by it because nobody's ever seen that kind of thing before. But, see, if our minds are always down here, you're probably never going to see that kind of thing because it isn't going to change from anything you've ever grown up around. But if you will learn to set your mind on things above, you know, I talked today about even the tithe. I mean, even in that itself, if you're looking down here, you ain't going to think tithe because you're thinking, there ain't no way. I can't even hardly make ends meet now. There ain't no way I'm going to turn and give God 10% of my increase. It ain't going to happen. I mean, my goodness, I, can't, I barely can afford, uh, you know, ramen noodles. <sighs> and the Spirit of God has worked in our heart. Do you want this to change? then you're going to have to set your mind on higher things. So we set our attention on higher things, and all of a sudden it's like it, it's like it makes perfect sense. Why wouldn't you do this? I want God involved in my finances, yeah. not looking the other way. So we made a decision, locked on, stayed with it, praise God, and everything down here began to shift and change and defied natural reasoning. Health and wholeness. Well, why in the world, when I want to come forward to get prayed for, I can barely even walk. So why should I? What's the point? How about get your mind on a little higher plane? Come on, somebody. Get yourself on a different road. Amen. So we can defy natural things. Come on, somebody. And get you. Remember that whole thing last week? It started with, if you're not convinced... That's where it starts. you got to get your mind locked on that it's God's will for me to be well and whole. See, if you're constantly thinking, well, this is stupid. So you come up for prayer and you're thinking the whole time, this is so dumb. This is so stupid. Yeah, I sure hope he heals me. How many think they're going to get what they came up for? Because you're still thinking this is stupid, don't make any sense. I mean, I should be sitting down because I'm hurting right now. I shouldn't even be standing up here. Well, let's set our attention on higher things, and you might be amazed what God can do with that. You end up on a different road, and it could be literally a split decision you made. Uh, You started walking up here thinking this was stupid, but you changed your mind about the pole here. And you know what? Why wouldn't I come forward and get prayed for? Lay your hands on me. hey! Well, you just gave God room to move. So that by the next time you're walking back to that pole, as you went, you were made well and whole. Hallelujah. You're sitting down a different person, praise God. And that defies all natural things, all because you made a decision to set your mind on higher things. Now, we can go on and on and on and on and on about that.
1: A woman caught in the very act of adultery. Brought,
0: put in front of him, whole scenario goes plays out. According to the law, she should be stoned. Well, they're right. That's that's what it says under the law. But because his mind is set a little higher. Come on, somebody. So he gets the leading of the Lord. He says, I'll tell you what. He, without sin, go ahead and cast the first stone. Well, of course, it took care of that mess. Right? So it was a leading of God. You know, so they all leave. But the job's not done yet because we still have a woman who's bowed over here with guilt and condemnation and shame. The job's not done yet. But because he's set on higher things, he said, woman, uh, where's your accusers? Well, of course, she looks up and looks around. Nobody, well, they're all gone. He says, well, I'm not here to accuse you either. I'm not here to condemn you. But I'll tell you what, why don't you go and just don't do that anymore? What do you do? Uh, got her thinking up a little higher. Come on, somebody. Amen. And goes off, praise God, as far as we know, you know, she stayed clean. Amen. Great things happen. Praise the Lord. We can go on and on about just how fast some things can shift and change just by getting our attention up on higher things. Still with me?
1: The prodigal son.
0: After all the mess. The word says he came to himself. Well, he didn't grab all of it, but he knew, He said this. He knew enough to say, the father, my father, he'd take care of me as a slave better than I am being taken care of now. If I will just go to him, I know he wouldn't turn his back on me. Well, all of a sudden, it shifted a direction. He's heading back. And of course, the job ain't done yet, is it? Because, amen, the father then gets him to even higher, say, listen, you know, go get the robe, get the ring, get the sandals. Let's, uh, you know, kill the fatted calf. Praise God. We're going to have us a party because my son was dead, but now alive. And guess what? He experiences life again. Praise God. All of this happens. Why? Because you set your attention on higher things. We can go on and on and on about how something can change in a matter of minutes just by getting our attention on the right thing. But it's so easy to get locked back down here because of how it's always been. How it's never changed yet. How I'm not deserving. I don't belong. I don't, you know, I can't receive. Uh, we, we just, we're down here hanging out on lower level thinking and it never shifts and changes. Because you got to remember on planet earth, okay, it operates under a system, a system of limits. When you set your attention on higher things, you're now in a different realm, It's a realm of possibilities. It's a whole different thing. And all it took was for you to get your attention off here, get it up here. And all of a sudden, things begin to shift and change. You can be in a meeting and just hear something, bang. And all of a sudden, something happened. You gave God has room. And all it was was your way of thinking went from here to here. In a matter of seconds, everything shifts. So that's why the enemy always wants to keep you here. He don't care if you go to church. If you want to go to church, go to church. He don't care if you want to raise your hands when you just just stay right here. Keep thinking this. And we'll just kind of keep you limited. And the whole time there's a road to get on. Where there's life and there's peace. Literally can get on that road, and all of a sudden you're you're tapping absolute life, and all of a sudden, peace, Irene or Shalom, depending on Hebrew or, or, or Greek, praise God, but it means everything brought into divine order. All chaos has to be done. And all it was is you made a decision to set your attention on right things did you get something out of that why don't you give the Lord a praise come on hallelujah hallelujah why don't you all stand up I'll I'll we'll come back at this tomorrow uh, next week some more how's that unless you want to come back tomorrow I just you know you just the more you you uh you know, get in this, the more he's saying, it's just a matter of just set your attention on the right thing. Well, That person shouldn't have done me that way. No, they shouldn't have. It was wrong. But you sitting there thinking on it ain't making it any better. Well, that thing makes me mad. Well, it probably makes most people mad. But you sitting there thinking on it ain't doing you no favors. So he said, well... Somebody needs to think about it. Well, let the devil then. Let the world think about it, whatever they want to do. But as far as you as a child of God, get yourself on the right road. (laughs) You know, things can shift so fast just by setting your mind on the right thing. You know, things can shift so fast by setting your mind on the wrong thing. Peter gets the pat on the back. Way to go, Peter! You got the right answer! You're the Christ, the Son of a living God! And a few minutes later, he's rebuking Jesus. Dude, that's not what we do. Okay? And Jesus says to him, he says, Get behind me, Satan. Literally says, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not, here we go, mindful of, of the things of God, but the things of men. And the word mindful is the same Greek word for set the mind. Phronio is the Greek word. And it means to aim the mind. You have aimed your mind now on the wrong thing. And all that happened was when Jesus began to say, you know, I'm going to lay my life down, give my life, but on the third day I'm going to be raised up. He goes, whoa, whoa, breaks, man. Not happening. You think, well, you know, he's you know, he's being a, a good bud. We're not gonna let that happen. All it was is no, you brought your attention. Now you went from the Christ, the Son of the Living God, to, no way, dude, you don't know what you're talking about.
1: And he got his attention down here because we don't want you to
0: leave. We got a good thing going on right now. We get thousands get fed with a few loaves and fishes and People get healed and delivered. See, as fast as you take it from here to here, you jump on a road, you got no business being on. You could take it from here to there and change everything. Hallelujah. Father, I give you praise and glory today for a people that have a mind stayed on you, for a people, Lord God, experiencing Zoe life. Hallelujah. Life and peace. Praise God. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That we're a people making quality choices, quality decisions based on a, a mind that's set on things above. Forgive us for the times that we've let our attention come down here to earthly level. But Lord God, we repent of that right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all that mess. And we choose today to set our mind on things above. To set our minds on you. To set our minds on your ways, your principles. To set our minds on who you are and what you will do. Praise God. We purpose to set our minds on things above. and We give you the praise and the glory for it. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us for this message.